The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests of Reality Realty are not necessarily the views or opinions of Northumberland 89.7 FM. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult a professional when buying or selling your home. This is Reality Realty. The information presented in today's show may differ from what you've seen on the national news or from a large GTA media group. It may even differ from the well-meant advice from and expertise from family, neighbors, and friends. And why? Because Reality Realty comes to you from Northumberland 89.7 FM and is your local real estate forum where we take on, we talk about, and we interview real estate and home maintenance professionals on all things real estate with a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And joining us in just a few minutes will be real estate sales representative from Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty, Lindsay Edwards. And Lindsay and I will be looking at elements of an agreement in purchase and sale which can be easily misunderstood. And we're hoping to clarify things and, and uh, have people understand all that legalese a little easier. Before we get into today's topics, let's see what's happening in Snapshot. Uh, that's a report of our November 9, 2017 local residential real estate market. <clears throat> there have been 114 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that's up 13 sales from last week's report. It leaves us with an inventory of 317 residential listings for sale, an average selling price of successful sales over this past year remains at approximately $413,000. During the past year, people have received on average just over 100% of their asking price in a market time of 36 days. Northumberland Real Estate is in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 36% based on the past month's sales trend. This means we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 2.8 months of sales at the rates that homes have been selling. I research these Northumberland County statistics and I calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central. List Central is a local realtor component of the MLS system. So if you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this information to be area specific, specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. So what do you do? You talk to your local realtor, and they are the people that understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Today's mortgage rates, five-year fixed is still as low as 2.99%, and a five-year variable as low as 2.15%, and as always, some conditions do apply. Today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant, with the Broker Financial Group. And that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market right here in Northumberland County. This is just a reminder that the views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, or of any real estate brokerage or of any other realtor. There simply are views and opinions at this time. 
As I mentioned at the top of the show, today we have a very busy realtor from Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage with us. I'd like to welcome Lindsay Edwards to Reality Realty. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you, Dale. Very, very kind of you <coughs> to have me on the show today. Well, it's, it's our pleasure, and I, I know you have a lot of experience. And uh, with a topic like we're doing today, uh, looking at the agreement of purchase and sale and misunderstood uh, elements within it, uh, your insight's really going to be helpful to help these things clear up. But before, before, Lindsay, we get into this topic, I just wanted to make the listeners aware of a video I came across last night. So bef- uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> before, I, before I get a guest in, I like to take a look and see what they have going on on the internet. And I went to your site. You got a beautiful website there, Lindsay. Really nice, easy to use. And uh, I watched a video. You had a really great video. And, and that video led to another video. <laughs> that video led to uh, something called... Uh, your bloopers video mm-hmm. really entertaining what do you have to say about your blooper video i guess um i can i can make a make a fool out of myself pretty easily i think at the end of the day um but i love doing video for my uh for my listings and um it, it gives it gives me some some pretty good stuff to put together a blooper reel i guess at the end of the day <laughs> yeah well you know the the neat thing i thought about that video you had 190 views uh, so there's a 190 views went on there which is great because it it's got some good entertainment value and <clears throat> when we're when us realtors when we're out there most of us are trying to put, you know, a pretty, a pretty mm-hmm. flawless face forward, and uh, it's it's our own personal branding, right? And and how do you really get to know a person, right? With all that, um, you know, slickness up front. And what I really liked about your blooper video is after it was done, not only did it bring a big smile to my face, but I I I got a sense that I knew you better. That's and great. and you became more real. You became less polished, and <laughs> and it, I think it's a great video. So thank you. Yeah, you know, well, you're welcome. Thank and and you. so listeners, if you haven't uh, the 190 people that may have seen <laughs> it, if you're not one of them, take a look at Lindsay Edwards <laughs> online and um, look for her uh, blooper video. Really, really good stuff. Thanks, Dale. Uh, so Lindsay, today we're simplifying. And hopefully taking the mystery out of some commonly misunderstood elements of the agreement of purchase and sale. Uh, some people refer to it as the offer. Um, Lindsay, as I mentioned, you have a lot of experience. You've won an, a number of awards. You've won uh, within Royal Page uh, Sales Achievement Award, Master Sales, President Gold, and most recently the Director's Platinum Award for 2016. You have a lot of experience. So I'm sure you've seen situations where people have uh, misunderstood components within uh, within this agreement of purchase and sale i have and yeah i think i think it's not it's you know when we're when we're sitting down at the table and going through the the agreement with uh, with people i think at that time it's you know it's easy for people to to say they understand but it's when mm-hmm. they're you know there might be might something might not go just as planned and you have to you you go over that agreement again and that's when they really start to think well did i actually you know did i really understand what i was what i was you know perhaps signing or um you know what 
you know, what should I have known prior to signing it? Um, that I, I said I understood, but maybe didn't quite understand fully. Yeah, and, and when you say that, <coughs> pardon me, when you say that, the fir first thing that comes to my mind is uh, you have a buyer, and, and we've written up an agreement of purchase and sale, and we've went over it. And, and then you say, okay, now we need to do a deposit check. And they right. say, well, who's that made out to? Yes. Well, it's on page one. It's <laughs> <laughs> yep, part yep. of the agreement. So, yep. and, so and can I give it next week? Yeah, well, yeah. no, actually you can't. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so what I, we both made up a, a list of some I, items. We haven't seen each other's list. Right. Why don't you get started with maybe one of the common elements that gets misunderstood on, on one of these agreements? Sure. And I was, well, let's, um, I guess let's go off of deposit because that was sure. actually on my list. Oh, and great. Um, I'm just thinking of, you know, the agreement of purchase and sale in my mind and, you know, kind of working, working through that in my mind. So um, mm -hmm. depo deposit is, is high up there on the, on the first page. And um, it's, it's one of the, the big things that we, we talk about right away, um, who it's for, where it's going. Is it getting cashed right away? Mm. You know, how do we get it back if the deal doesn't come together? So where does it go? Yeah. So, um, so the, the deposit check is made payable generally um, to the to the listing brokerage, and it um, it goes into their trust account, um, never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, okay. That, I mean, some yeah. people even wonder about that. Right. Some people wonder. Okay, um, here's a deposit, which which goes towards the deal. Right. If the deal closes, um, if and when the deal closes, but uh, what happens if the deal it doesn't close if it doesn't firm up where you know you likely get people asking will I get my money back absolutely and and yep. what would you say to them um, generally speaking around here we've got um, you know mo most of our offers have conditions in them um, and and most of those conditions again are are in the sole and absolute discretion of the of the buyer and if they don't complete those that condition for whatever reason the deposit is returned in full without deduction so um, basically it's it's given right back to you if there's if there's just cause if you can't complete you know something came up in the home inspection um, and you know, you don't want to complete the complete the um, the offer. Then, um, you know, you sign you sign a mutual release, and and that money does come back to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and provided provided everybody does sign the mutual release. Absolutely. If they don't, then it might have to get taken to court yes. to to get that money, which leads us to the amount the amount of a deposit. And I know we've talked about this on the show before, but definitely worth talking about again. Um, you know. It, when we get a realtor from the GTA and they have uh, a buyer, mm -hmm. we usually see some pretty substantial deposits. Absolutely. Uh, what, what would you say is the most common deposit we've had in Northumberland County for as long as you remember? I know. So when I when I started, we were a one to three thousand um, dollar kind of mm -hmm. deposit. Um, I think with the with the influx of, of GTA realtors coming this way, I think the Let's say the the one one of the better things that have happened is an increase in deposits. So um, I think now we're we're around that five thousand dollar mark, which mm -hmm. is which is much nicer to see. Generally, it's reflective of the purchase price. You know, if it's if you're buying a hundred fifty thousand um, dollar property, perhaps you're you're not putting ten thousand twenty thousand dollars down, um, and and you're doing something smaller. But um, 
but yeah, I think I think five thousand dollars is is closer to what we're what more the norm is than mm-hmm. than what it was previously. It's certainly certainly not the GTA five percent. No, definitely that they're not. doing. Yeah, and and buyers need to also be careful. I mean, it's good to show that they're serious about a deal. Absolutely. But they, I think, part of them has to be careful also, in case there's a situation where they back out for legal reasons, mm-hmm. for contractual condition reasons, and maybe the seller is just <clears throat> has their has their a bee in their bonnet and won't sign that mutual release right. now if that's all the money you have for deposit mm-hmm. um that could put you on freeze for some time so Absolutely. you know think about if you want to move forward with something else and you're not getting your deposit yet or you're dealing with a, a brokerage that that can take maybe closer to 20 days to get your money back mm-hmm. it may prevent you from being in the market for the next 20 days so a few things to balance off there isn't there absolutely and i think with the market this year <coughs> um you know a, a greater deposit was was more important than ever yeah because so. you were competing you were competing, and um, I think too with with the number of the number of deals that didn't close that should have closed, mm-hmm. um, and you know people were walking away from three thousand dollars. Whereas you know had they put ten thousand or fifteen thousand dollars down, it's much harder to walk away from yeah. you know that kind of money. Exactly, and and the deposit when when is that deposit due? When you when you when somebody's signing a deal, buyer signing the deal, and uh, the deal gets accepted. When is that due? Lindsay? Within 24 hours of an accepted offer. If it's upon acceptance. Absolutely, yeah. upon acceptance. And uh, and and it can also be here with, meaning yeah. um, as I present the deal, here's the check, or or as otherwise described. And and sometimes as, sometimes, I've I've really only found that in um, in commercial deals, mm-hmm. where a certain amount is put up front, you know, upon acceptance, and then. And then at a certain point within the conditions, you know, more money is applied. So, yes. yeah, so that, that pretty much covers the uh, deposit. I have one here, Lindsay, and, and it might be in your notes as well. And I think, I think of all of the ones we might talk about today, this could be the most misunderstood. Okay. Uh, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, but that's the irrevocable day and mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. What do you, it, would you say that's up there for misunderstood? I would say, I think most people <coughs> don't even, you know, perhaps know what irrevocable means. Mm-hmm. Well, so. why, don't you tell, <laughs> why don't you tell us? Uh, well, I, I guess I don't really have the, the dictionary version no. of, uh, oh, yeah. of irrevocable. Um, but basically, it's the, um, if the buyer is submitting to the seller, the, the buyer is, is held accountable for whatever offer they're giving to the seller until that exact day and time. Um, so there's no, there's no saying, oh, we change our mind. Exactly. You're signing under seal. Yes. And you're saying, I will give you this much until yep. that exact day and time. Right. Here's where I found, I found people confused about it. I found it, uh, people confused, so... An irrevocable, uh, an offer comes in with an irrevocable, say, of tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So Friday at 6 p.m. And now if if somebody wants to accept that offer, if that seller wants to accept that offer because they like it, mm-hmm. it's a good one, <clears throat> they'd better sign it. Not only sign it, right, but sign it and deliver it right. to the buyer bef- on or before that time. But if 
if that buyer, if that seller is not going to accept mm-hmm. that offer and they're going to give a counter offer, right. now the irrevocable basically becomes irrelevant, right? Yes. And that's where I think a lot of people have struggled with that irrevocable. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- as, as realtors, we like to keep the deal moving. Absolutely. So it's, it's really like a best practice to counter it within that irrevocable time. It, it shows everybody's trying to work this out, right? For sure. But, uh, but yeah, have you ever run into it where somebody's thinking that you have to respond within that irrevocable time? I think, yeah, I think most people do. And I think, I think even realtors, you know, often, often feel that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when you're, when you're representing the seller, it, you know, it, it certainly makes sense to, 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 you know, let them know what, what the irrevocable means um, and, and what they can expect. Um, if they're going to accept it, they need to accept it prior to that day and time. If they're going to sign it back, then, you know, we may not necessarily get it back at that point. But there, there should certainly be an indication of which way they're going. Yeah, at least, at least a verbal through the realtor saying, hey, exactly. we, we're looking at it. We're going to sign it back, mm-hmm. but, and, but we, we need a bit more time to discuss. Exactly. Yeah, just don't let people be hanging there. Um, <clears throat> one, one of the things... With the irrevocable is, I think, significant if, I mean, every now and again, we work, we work with a buyer who wants to put in a really low <laughs> offer. Yes. I mean. More times than not, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially as the market slows down, right? Yeah. You get people more opportunistic and saying, hey, let's see if we can grab it for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, irrevocable becomes less of an issue then because really irrevocable, I mean, there's 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 power in it, it right. but the, the power is when you actually are producing an attractive offer right something that might entice that seller absolutely yeah it's not um i've heard from a couple of realtors that you know they're and i would say local realtors i think we're all we're all pretty good we're, we're pretty good to each other we, yeah, we, we treat each other well we have a good bunch um, here we do yeah. and um you know sometimes sometimes the the outside realtors they uh you know they they treat northumberland like like the gta like the downtown deals and everything isn't you know quick and you know and fast and all of that um mm-hmm. it doesn't happen in in an hour or two it takes you know a day and yeah maybe we are slower paced out here and that's why your buyers are coming out here and and it's uh, man is it's not due to the lack of skill and ability of the realtors Absolutely it, it seems to be a a cultural thing yep. when we're Just, out here it's, yep. it's the buyers and sellers yep. they're 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 not in such a red hot rush here right. as they are because if if we have buyers and sellers that are in that red hot rush I mean, we can rise to that occasion easily. For sure. Yeah, if yeah. we had to, absolutely. But um, I think for the most part, we've, you know, other than in the, that crazy market that we did we did experience, it's it's nice to be able to, you know, many of my sellers, they want to want to be able to think about it, or the buyers. They want to be able to think about, um, you know, their next step. They don't want to react in, you know, in that those couple of seconds. I've, I've many that have want to sleep on it. And, you know, some realtors, they, they, they can't appreciate that. Um, but... Um, but yeah, that's it's it's been an interesting year for sure. Yeah, and I, and I got to think if some of these out of town realtors would just not be in such a red hot rush, we may have a lot less editing to do to the mistakes within right. 
Yes, I agree. Offers. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a jaded, jaded <laughs> comment with a bit of history. A little, a little pro local. <clears throat> yeah, a little pro local. Mm-hmm. Uh, a- exactly. Well. Lindsay, we got a lot more to look at. Um, we're getting very close to a break, so I, I think we're just going to take a break right at this time. Sounds Folks, good. you've been listening to Reality Realty Northumberland, 89.7 FM, local real estate talk. Join us after this break. And Lindsay Edwards and myself, we are going to continue to look at elements of an agreement of purchase and sale that are commonly misunderstood. Don't go away. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our guest here is Lindsay Edwards. And Lindsay Edwards is a sales representative with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. Lindsay, before the break, we started talking about common elements within an agreement of purchase and sale that are often misunderstood. And we're we're here, Lindsay, to set the record straight once and for all (laughs) and so we were talking about the deposit you start off with the deposit Mm -hmm. we talked about the irrevocable date on an agreement of purchase and sale what other items do you have there that that are worth talking about here why don't we talk about um the completion date so like the the closing date and perhaps the the time that people have to get out yeah good good idea i think that's a good one so what do you find people just don't either just don't understand about completion date or maybe just don't think through right. on completion date um i think th- i think the the common perception is <coughs> is likely they you know they they have until <coughs> eleven fifty nine p m the the day of completion to get themselves and their stuff and their pets and their kids out of that house yeah and bad bad <laughs> conception misconception yes, if very that's big it. misconception but how how early uh, so is closing date say the closing dates today yeah uh thursday november 9 how early do you think this uh potentially could close well heck the our you know our lawyers around here are fantastic and sometimes mm-hmm. they're, they're closing at 10 or 11 in the morning yeah and right? so so Lindsay, if 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 my deal closes at 10 or 11 mm-hmm. i'm a seller my deal closes at 10 or 11 o'clock yep. this morning and i'm still moving things out mm-hmm. and i no longer own the home right i'm like I'm trespassing, aren't I? You are. Yeah. Insurance issues as well. What happens? Yeah. yeah. There's there's a whole lot of issue there. And and this does happen, doesn't yeah, it? It does. It does. Has it ever happened, <laughs> Lindsay? Has it ever happened when you had the buyer client and and uh, no the seller client and yeah. your seller is still in the house? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've had I've had it both ways. <laughs> and you've likely you've likely told the seller. Yeah. About. You know, yeah. getting out as, on time. As soon as it closes, as soon as the keys are, you know, as soon as the lawyer gives the okay for, to the buyer that you have bought a house, uh, you're done. You know, that is that's that is when you're supposed to be out of that home. So the buyer can, you know, can come in and do their do their walk around, make sure the house is, is as it should be and, and start loading their stuff in. I have a friend. I have a friend and uh, before I was ever in real estate, he bought a house and he had the moving trucks there at the house on closing day they waited around at the lawyer's office until they got the keys until Mm -hmm. the deal was closed money changed hands and then the the trucks drive up to the address they can see people are inside they can see lights are on and they can see all the furniture's in there Mm. and so they knock on the door yeah and the seller 
who's no longer the owner of the house, you know, basically says, well, we still got to move out. Mm-hmm. And now they have, the buyer has trucks right. idling on the street. Yeah. They're paying per hour. I mean, they've had a quote, but mm-hmm. if the number goes up, if, if those uh, trucks have to stay there, they're paying. Absolutely. They, they ended up helping them move out. Mm. They put a bunch of stuff, I believe, on the front lawn. On the lawn, yep. Yeah. Wow. I've had I've had seller or I've had buyers help a help a seller get out just for that exact reason, because there was no other way for them to get their stuff in. And as yeah. the yeah y- y- the movers are sitting there and they're looking at the their watches and they're they're watching the clock and the money that just keeps you know adding up. So um, so yeah, I've I've experienced that as well. So okay, another thing about completion day. I mean, if you have an agreement of purchase and sale. <clears throat> and you have an agreed upon completion date. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the date, right? Absolutely. But is there any potential before that date for se- for for buyers and sellers to change the date? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and what what would that require? Um, I guess it would depend on really at what point they're they're asking. If it's um, you know, if it's I would say if it's before the requisition date, if it's before title examination, then um, they would come to us and we would do a pen amendment, changing the date, pushing it up moving it back um otherwise if you know if the lawyers have gotten their their hands into it the banks have already you know figured out um when they're when they're moving the money around at that point i would say um i would direct them to their to their lawyers to do that Mm -hmm. so if if you have both parties agreeing yep and as long as there's still time to do the um financing and 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 there's still time to do a proper uh title search then then it can be done. Absolutely. But otherwise, if you <clears throat> if you move into an agreement of purchase and sale, and you agree upon a date, mm-hmm. and you're figuring, well, well, we'll just we'll agree on this, but we'll just change it. You know, well, maybe you will. Yeah. But don't don't count on it. Exactly. Because yeah. the only thing for sure is what's written down. Yeah. Um, interesting. I'm going to bring up I'm going to bring up one here, mm-hmm. Lindsay, and that is. Fixtures and chattels. <laughs> All right. So, you know, like that can be confusing, and and I I in part think that the way we do real estate, the way we fill in those uh, sections on fixtures and chattels, mm-hmm. we actually in a way muddy the waters because sometimes we're putting fixtures yeah. in the chattels to be included. So, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about the difference between fixtures and chattels, and and what. What buyers and sellers need to know about that? Um, and you might have to uh, <laughs> jump we'll, in here. Actually. We'll do it so, together. Okay, yeah, let's do it together, <laughs> Wait, just so we, I don't mess one up. That's yeah, the way we right always together. do it. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, but yeah, so so anytime we we do a listing, we I, we always um, we we always you know write out the what is included or excluded in um, in any offers going forward. Um, generally speaking, that's what we'll we'll see in an offer as well. Um, although that just just because it's in a listing doesn't mean that uh, that's what it's agreed upon at the end of the day. Oh. Um, so as far as as far as fixtures, um, we're talking it, it t- anything <laughs> anything fixed to the house. Right. So generally, <laughs> like fixtures are fixed to the house. So anything that's screwed, screwed in, in right. nailed on, yep. um, glued on. Uh, when I was, I, I think back when I was in real estate school, we had this uh, instructor, and she said, "Turn the house upside down, give it a shake, yeah. and everything that falls out right. was a chattel. Yep. Everything that stayed in yep. is a fixture." Um, 
and good I, way to look at yeah, it. so yep. we get a light fixture. Yeah, uh, you know, it's fastened to the ceiling as right. opposed to a um, a lamp stand which is on a table. So, but but we do put in uh, in the chattels included. Mm-hmm. We do put in fixtures, and and one could say, well, why are you putting in that the furnace? Right. is is included i mean that furnace <clears throat> is tied in with duct work and mm-hmm. it, it may even be legged into the concrete floor like that's a that's a fixture in there it's attached you need tools to get it out but the reality is sometimes we put in these fixtures because of just for clarity right because we meet a lot of different people that think a lot of different ways don't we for sure and, and, I, and I think we've heard you know we've heard the horror stories of you know of people taking things that they shouldn't so sometimes yeah. you know to be crystal clear we you know more information is is better than than no information what would you say uh, Lindsay to someone who has who wants to sell mm-hmm. they've called you up you're, you're getting their house ready and you're going over the list and what's included, not included. Yep. And they say, oh, this this chandelier right mm-hmm. here in this dining room, because maybe you're at the dining room table writing up the right. papers. This chandelier, um, this this has sentimental value. Um, this is not included. What, right. what would you say to them? If I know that there is absolutely no way that they're going to negotiate, um, because I always say, you know, Almost everything can be worked out in negotiations, but when it's when there's sentimental value and you know mm. that you're absolutely not going to leave any this you know chandelier in the house, I I tell them to remove it. <clears throat> um, I don't want somebody yeah. coming in and falling in love with this room and this chandelier only to know actually you can't have it. So I say take it out if there's no chance that it's going to stay, take it out before people see it. Yeah, because that, that I mean let's 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 think. Well, lighting isn't cheap. Right. Right. So yeah. let's let's imagine this uh, light. To have a value of maybe fifteen hundred dollars. Sure. So it's a fairly nice chandelier. Yeah. It's not the best you can get, but right. it's pretty darn nice. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it, what a shame! Um, in in the snapshot segment uh, mm-hmm. today, looking back f- over the past year, the average sale price four hundred and thirteen thousand right. dollars. What a shame if a fifteen hundred dollar mm-hmm. light fixture that's not sentimental. Right. Uh, you know or be a sentimental value or not, but that it's a deal breaker. Right. And it happens. On, on 413000 yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. y- you know, and, and <clears throat> the other part here um, that I find of interest is, is people talking about window coverings. Mm-hmm. You know, the, if we typically put in window coverings um, included. Yes. Um, if they are in fact included, but I mean, if if nobody wrote anything about it, uh, the reality is there's likely hardware screwed into the wall, right? And that hardware is included. It it, it need it's mm-hmm. a fixture, mm-hmm. but if the rod is just sitting right on on the rest of mm-hmm. that hardware that's screwed in, and the rod is removable, right? Then that's the chattel. Absolutely. And, uh, and the drapery with, with, yeah, you know, with it. With it. Yeah. So it, it does become confusing. So, yes. I mean, great Paul, uh, a great uh, best practice is just write everything mm-hmm. out, maybe even put name brands because you people are buying the existing one. So right. it's not just a fridge. Yes. It's not just that somebody had this beautiful fridge and they love it. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're just going to move it to the new home and just say, hey. We'll, yeah. we'll give you a perfectly good fridge. Right. 
Like, just not this awesome yeah that's no good either shiny fridge right? yeah if, yep. if that's what you want to do you better yep. you better get right in that in yeah the i think i think details channels. are details are are certainly what we need in there and I, I find too though so in um so people don't know a lot of this stuff a lot of the, the things in our in our listing um we just checkbox them so we checkbox window coverings but we don't have a checkbox for you know uh, rod and drapery so you know, so when I'm doing it, when I'm doing an offer, I will, I'll write in window coverings, but then I'll, I'll also write in rod and drapery if in fact, you know, mm-hmm. that is of interest. Yeah. Our, our listing, yeah. um, our listing fields right. are, are limited. We, are. We, are, yeah. we have limited amount of characters we can put in a description. Mm-hmm. We have limited checkboxes, but even within those limits, yeah. we still can, we still can drop a really, uh, good detailed listing absolutely yeah absolutely well do you want to go or do you want me to go for the next one what, um, do you have something there yeah why don't we talk about insurance <coughs> insurance insurance okay everybody loves talking about insurance yeah <laughs> uh, bring it on all right so insurance so who so uh you buy a house uh deal is firm it's not closing for another month so who who is who's liable to, to carry that insurance from the the firm date until the the closing date? Well, you'd have to have the homeowner. You would. Yeah. You would. And so what happens then if that house burns down during those thirty days while you're waiting? Have you been involved with I one have. of those? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So I you, you mm-hmm. firsthand what? Yeah. What in the world happened on that one, Lindsay? So, so the buyer has two options. Um, so the, the seller is certainly still liable. They still have to carry their insurance rate till closing. Um, and basically the buyer can either, um, they can walk away, no problem if, um, you know, if the damage is that great. Um, but they can also buy the, um, basically take over that insurance claim. So they can still decide to close um, and take over that, that insurance claim, but it's, it's left up to the buyer. So it's uh, it's an interesting situation for sure. And and so negotiations would be reopened as well because if yeah. that buyer wants to, if that buyer is willing to take over the insurance claim, yeah. and say okay, we'll have them come in. Uh, was in in your in your case was there any negotiations over purchase price at that point? So it actually it, it didn't even come to me. It, it was a uh, it was between the lawyers. And, um, and do you yeah. know if there was any adjustments in? There wasn't. So my my buyer okay. ended up walking. They they, they walked. walked. Okay. Yeah. But the whole the entire house burnt down. Yeah. So there was nothing left. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. That so was a while ago. I mean, yeah. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, you have your house sold. Maybe yeah. you're starting to think, okay, I could save a bit of money here. Right. My goodness, keep that insurance up. Absolutely. Because you never know. You're still the owner. Yes. You're the owner yep. until the moment it closes. You are. Yeah. Good, yep. Yep. good, good topic there. <laughs> you know, just because maybe some people aren't thinking that way. I, on the agreement of purchase and sale, we sign them. I mean, uh, the buyer... Uh, gets the agreement drafted up, they're going to sign. The seller may or may not accept it, but even if they don't accept it and they're going to do a counteroffer, there's a place for them to sign. Mm -hmm. And there's typically places for the signature to be witnessed. Right. There's, I've run into misunderstanding before with other realtors Mm -hmm. thinking that every signature needs to be witnessed. Right. What would you say about that, Lindsay? I would say that's incorrect. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You never you never want to witness a signature that you didn't actually witness it being signed. Have you ever had a realtor, you know, want to send you back the agreement and say um, you just forgot to witness it? Absolutely. And not so much lately. I, I would say. I, I probably haven't heard that in forever. I think because too we're doing the, a lot of e-signatures now, um, but um, but yeah, previously, and I'll have to say probably ten years ago, I likely would have you know signed witness because. Mm-hmm. I think before it used to happen all of the time because we were seeing our clients all of the time. They were sitting down with us and signing um, as opposed to being, you know, at one computer and sending it off to our, our you know, our clients at another computer. Um, certainly we're not sitting there beside them doing the uh, doing the witnessing. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it does not have to be witnessed legally. No. Um, witnessing is good because just in case somebody ever wanted to say, I never signed that. Right. That's why you have the witness there, because mm-hmm. then you have another party who can say, well, I, I actually was there and I saw you sign it. Um, so, yeah, not to sign something that uh, that you you didn't see. And, and I mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I've had somebody come to me as well and yeah. say, oh, you forgot to um, sign that. And then I, I, I responded, well, I wasn't there. Right. And they said, well, somebody's got a witness. No, yeah. they, they don't have to witness. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, now, I've heard, I've heard that um, spousal consent mm-hmm. needs to be witnessed. Have you ever heard that? I did not. No, I didn't know that. I'm not sure if it's uh, if it's legal that it needs right. to be witnessed, but I've heard it, and yeah. so I could understand how maybe that needs to be wit, right. or maybe it's a best practice because it's yeah. always a best practice to witness yes um although i i remember i i just had one not too long ago and it would have been done by electronic signature so unless they just accepted it that way i didn't there was no flack given so yeah, yeah. and now some lenders mm-hmm. some lenders will insist that an agreement be witnessed right not a lot. I asked. I yeah. asked my wife Carol Ann. I no, said, "Do you have you run into it. that?" She she had run into it once. Okay. And uh, some lenders will insist that it uh, be witnessed, and right. and not necessarily if you have a couple, and and that one one of the uh, one of the buyers witnesses for the other buyer and vice right. versa. Yeah. Even though that's legal too. Yeah. yeah. Um. But apparently, some banks just not enough. That. No. Okay. They, they now. What in the world would you do then? Yeah. You have an agreement. Mm-hmm. It's all signed. You have a legal document. And the lender says, that's fine. That's a legal document. But do you want some money from us? Right. Because if you do, you better do something else. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. Do you rewrite or do you do an amendment to... Or do you or do I you find know. a new lender? Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot a lot aren't stuck on that. And, right. And like you said, electronic signatures, mm-hmm. y- you know, that... that they're basically eliminates right eliminates the witness yeah yeah, yeah. what do you, do you do you oh you know what it's already time it's time for a break here Lindsay. Okay. the time <laughs> flies by here and uh folks you've been listening to reality realty on northumberland 89.7 fm local real estate talk join us after this break and we have more common misunderstandings about agreements of purchase and sale Welcome back. This is your local real estate forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And our co-host today is amazing sales representative, <laughs> Lindsay Edwards with I like it. Royal LePage <laughs> Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. So, Lindsay, 
we've we've covered a, a number of items so far mm -hmm. in the agreement of purchase and sale that are often misunderstood. What do you have for us now? Uh, why don't we talk about some of um, some of the, the conditions that we we either are putting in or perhaps um, people ask us about rural properties. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's there's a lot of conditions that we can certainly put into an offer. Uh, there's a there's quite a few that we use kind of on a on a daily basis. So let's chat about that. Yeah, so uh, that's a great one, uh, rural properties, because some people maybe they've never lived rural before, and they're buying a rural property, mm -hmm. and they and they'll say, <coughs> "What do I need to be concerned with here?" And so I'm I'm thinking some of the bigger ones are uh, well well water yeah. and yep. septic would be two I of agree. the biggies. Yes. Um, what what are some common conditions then uh, concerning the water then, Lindsay? Um, so we have we've got some pretty great um, conditions that we can just kind of pick and choose from in our um, in our library. Um, so as far as the water, we need to one make sure that it's potable. So we need to make sure that it's um, that there is good drinking water. One, so that they can get financing because the, mm -hmm. the mortgage company wants to see that. Um, and two, generally people want to be able to drink their water. So it's a, it's a pretty important one. And, and I would say a misconception that I've run into with water before is that um, is, is the, the grade. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think our library, our standard library conditions read that, that the, uh, the, the bacteriological analysis mm -hmm. comes back acceptable um, right. to, uh, acceptable to the um, the overseeing uh, jurisdiction right. of, of whatever so yeah. that would be the health unit and but some people think to be good it's got to be zero zero right zero coliform zero e coli right where actually uh, if the coliform is less than five yeah. or is it less than an equal to or less than five right. uh, that's fine yes. that's acceptable um, the E. coli, however, always needs to be zero. So there's yes. a, a misunderstanding that some people think it always has to be zero, zero. Absolutely, yes. So. It's it's still safe to safe to drink, um, and you'll find that you know if you if you take a, a water sample into into the health unit and you get it back and it's a one zero and and actually on a property two weeks ago I guess it was um, I got I got it back. There's no UV filter or anything like that on it, um, and it came back with a one zero. I called the called the other agent and just said you know here. Here's what we've got. It's still, you know, certainly acceptable. It's still mm -hmm. drinkable, um, and no issues. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you put a UV light on that, and and you're gonna that that little marginal, um, uh, one mark um, that's gonna go away. How about some people? I mean, in our library for of of conditions for um, well water testing is um, a flow rate, mm -hmm. where where basically they'll pump a well dry. And then just uh, find out how fast it recovers. Right. I'm sure you've done lots and lots of rural properties. What, what would you say is a percentage of time that a person, a buyer, exercises that particular um, test? I would say on a, on a rural property, I get... I want to say maybe forty percent of the time they'll do a, wow. a full yeah a, water a flow test. test. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I haven't experienced that. No. Um, I've I've experienced a lower percentage yeah. that actually do it. Okay. Even even though we might have it in the offer, right? That they just say, ah, uh, you know what, um, I'm I'm good. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm good with that. And that's the thing. I think we can, you know, <clears throat> we, we certainly protect our clients by writing mm-hmm. it in, um, but it's up to our clients to, you know, to decide to do it, to pay for it. And I think at the end of the day, that's the unfortunately the deciding factor sometimes is all of the all of the inspections that they should be doing mm-hmm. um, to protect themselves when they're buying a you know four hundred and thirteen thousand dollar home yeah. um, which is the average you know yeah. to spend you know to, to do all of the inspections your septic your well your home inspection yeah you're going to be close to a thousand um, yeah. but and uh, I mean another thing uh, quite often people don't have the septic information right so uh, we can we can um, order it from the county, Northumberland yep. County. I think it's $75. You fill in the form. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, have you uh, applied for any of those recently? None recently. Uh, because no. I don't know what it was, about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. It was um, at the health unit yes. by and Arby's w- in Port Hope. Yes. That would have been the last time I, I would have done yeah, it. Yeah, and so, yep. well, get ready for maybe a disappointment. Since right. they've moved the records over to our county building, mm-hmm. they're not always there. Interesting. They're not always there. The last one um, asked for, it, was a, it wasn't like a real old century place, and, and pay, the people paid the $75. Right. We waited our two weeks and just to be told there is no record. Wow. We didn't, we didn't follow up and go to the, um, to the uh, health unit, but I have before mm-hmm. inquired at the health unit after yeah. they stopped, and they, they found one in their archives that wasn't at the county building. Interesting. So they ha- the health unit <coughs> is still keeping copies of everything that they've... This was shortly thereafter, uh, so okay. I, I don't know if I just caught it. Right, in, just time. in time. Yeah. But yeah, so, there, okay. so there's that. There's your bacterial analysis, which mm-hmm. pretty much everybody is doing. Yes. The, the flow rating, um, which maybe you're, you're experiencing 40, mm-hmm. you know, just a little bit less than half of the people are doing it. Um, any other, well, you know, another thing, if you're not going to flow rate and if the people don't have the report, mm-hmm. is if you go on the Ministry of Ontario site and look for well reports, mm-hmm. you can see... Um, you can see well reports of an area. Now, the, the exact address will be redacted, right. blacked out, but you can tell from maps if, they're, if the reports are close to the neighborhood. Okay. And you can see how many gallons per minute they're pumping. And so you could get an idea from Somewhat that of, an idea. Of, what yeah. the, of what the area is doing. Right. Yep. It doesn't tell you if that pump is deep enough mm-hmm. in your home, mm-hmm. but it does give you a little bit of an idea of area. Septic. Rural mm-hmm. septic systems. What yes. do you find people are putting in for that? For um, so yeah, it's a, it's a septic inspection as well. And actually, I'm f- I'm finding more septic inspections over I would say over the water, mm-hmm. uh, like over the the flow test, um, not the not the quality yeah. test of the water. Um, and and I guess that's the that's the other thing too. Around around here, we don't we don't have a whole lot of you know septic inspectors. It's not they're not the they're not the same as, as a home inspector where we have, you know, quite a few that we can, we can call upon um, mm-hmm. that we know and trust. So hey, I, I'm finding, Lindsay, that um, if we include that the septic gets pumped out, yes. uh, that, that the person that does that service, mm-hmm. when they remove the lids, they can tell just by looking at those two tanks right. if, if that septic system is is healthy right and operating yep. properly so quite often just the person that's pumping it out mm-hmm. um by taking a bit of a look right they get a good idea if, if that's a, a healthy system and I, I like to ask on a on an offer 
that the person pumping it out just makes a note on the receipt right. that septic system was in good order or mm-hmm. or if it needs uh, some work just right. make a statement because yep. they're they're the professional right absolutely and who do you so is it if this is a condition or are you asking the are you generally asking the the seller to pump it for your buyers you know it it, it depends okay um if I, if i have a buyer mm-hmm. and 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 if we're condition heavy right um maybe 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 we'll we'll talk about us paying for it yeah um, if if we're condition light, yeah. then maybe we'll ask for the seller to pay for it yeah. because it'll be a more. I, I guess it with it just depends how attractive our offer is, mm-hmm. and we want to keep it attractive, right? Sure. So yep. yeah, it could be either way, mm-hmm. and it has been, and uh, that's the way I've been doing it yep. with with my my clients, anyways. I think I think either way, making sure that it's pumped, um, whether it's at the seller's expense or the buyer's expense, prior to prior to closing. Um, I, I think that's the biggest the biggest thing and, and then the, the buyer knows what they're actually getting mm-hmm. into you know when they're when they're moving in so if you have a buyer asking for uh, uh, the the system to be pumped out mm-hmm. and the seller says well listen we just had it pumped out six months ago here's mm-hmm. a receipt mm-hmm. how do you think the buyer and yourself would react to that yeah I would certainly accept that yeah because yeah. really and truly um, if it's been done within the last year yes that's that's pretty decent for sure you know? for sure yeah no completely acceptable so Lindsay here's here's one that I, I get asked mm-hmm. um, when people are putting in conditions and that is the home inspection and people say uh, sometimes say to me Dale <clears throat> what happens if we don't like some things in the home inspection mm-hmm. what are our options right and what would you say to a, a buyer w- it, when they ask you that um well the way most of our most of our conditions are, are written is it's in the sole and absolute discretion of the buyer um so you know if there is if there's certainly something in the in the home inspection that that they're not they're not okay with then you know that's something that we talk about whether it's you know do we do we want the the seller to remediate that or if it's a bigger issue is it something that you want to walk away from but um, you know get to walk away from the offer and you know perhaps this isn't the right right house but I think I think either way it, it's sitting down and talking to the buyer and, and making sure that they're they're making a decision based on this on the home inspection because that's what the condition <coughs> is there for um, and not you know because of you know, they found another house that they wanted instead. Um, I want to make sure that they're putting in these these conditions because you know they want to fulfill the conditions, not as a way out of a out of an offer. Yeah, because if you if you're doing it that way, how serious were you about that home, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So so you you mentioned you you could either ask if there's one item or several items you don't like in the house uh, from the home inspection report. You can ask the seller. Mm-hmm. You can say, okay. We'll still move forward, but right. seller, we want you to remediate this. Sure. Uh, you could you you could see these items, and maybe you say, you know what, that's still within uh, what we expected, more or less, of the home, and you yes. just move forward. Yep. Or you could say, uh, seller, we don't want you to remediate this, but because we'd like to bring in our own people mm-hmm. and have a relationship with them in case we need them for follow up, and maybe you just adjust the price. Right. And. Uh, I mean, one of the things I think of when I think of this is roofs, shingles. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody gets a home inspector up there, and you know what? It, the roof didn't look like a, it, you know it was a spring chicken to begin with, mm-hmm. but they didn't think 
it was that far along in right. spots you couldn't see from the curb. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had people that say, you know what, that roof's going to cost uh, $8,000. I want $8,000 off. And then you get the more maybe reasonable mm -hmm. approach where you say, I knew it wasn't brand new. Right. Um, it's going to cost about 8000 I thought it was about midlife, so I'd like to adjust it for 4000 mm -hmm. And then if both parties can agree, then, then you Absolutely. have a deal, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So what what else do you have down there? You, any Anything else about conditions, um, Lindsay, while we're on this? Um, I guess just to... So when I'm talking to my, talking to my clients, um, I guess I, I just always want them to proceed ethically and, you know, you want to be able to follow through with what you were, what you had agreed upon. Um, and I think, you know, sometimes, and, and it's not often by any means, but there, you, you put conditions in there to protect yourself um, so that you know exactly what you're getting into and, um, and to use them for that reason only. Um, mm. Not to, you know, not to, not to use them as, you know, anything, anything but what they're, they're set out to do. Yeah. If you're looking for a blanket condition, you just you right. want uh, then put down a due diligence yes, condition exactly. and, and and don't don't be misleading right. and thinking that your home inspection or your financing is going to get you out of it right. because you you might think you'll be all right but somebody mm -hmm. could take you to task on it Absolutely. and you could end up um owing somebody some money yeah yeah for sure yeah. how about do you ever get asked about when people initial um the pages and and maybe the husband goes first, <laughs> and he takes up the whole ellipse, mm. um, the whole little circle at the right. bottom with his initial. Yes. And then the wife, you know, is like. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's usually my first statement. Make sure you're, you're make sure you're sharing the circle. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Our but, little circle of love. But close is good. Close will work. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, yes, yeah, so we don't have to color inside the lines. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't get too excited about yeah. that. Um, there's. Uh, Page three and four of mm -hmm. uh, agreement of purchase and sale. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of just standard copy. We yes. don't really add or subtract anything from the from the majority of that. Mm -hmm. um, I would I would say it's much like a glossary of terms at right. the at the end of a book. What, what would you agree with that, Lindsay? For sure. Yeah. If you're looking, you know, if you're <clears throat> buying a house today, it's you know, it's much the same as if you were buying it tomorrow. I think the only time that we we see anybody crossing things out or adding things out in there is when you're buying a uh, a bank sale. Um, mm. Banks will you know will remove a yeah. lot of things, and, and that's certainly something that we have to pay attention to and, and go over with a with a fine tooth comb because they do they do pull out clauses that. Are generally in in a purchase mm -hmm. and sale yeah mm -hmm. well Lindsay, i think we've covered this agreement of purchase and sale right from from uh, page one right right to uh page page schedule a mm -hmm. and, and on thank you so much for being here Lindsay. if anybody is interested in knowing anything more about the agreement of purchase and sale or anything real estate mm -hmm. what's what's the best way that they can contact you I guess the really the easiest way is is my website. All all of my info is there. So it's listwithlins.ca. So L I N Z. And yeah, you might even find my blooper video there yeah. hidden somewhere in in the, in the deep dark secret uh, spot. But um, yeah, 
check it out. Thank so, you. Yeah, so listwithlinds.ca if you'd like to get in touch with Lindsay Edwards. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining, Thanks joining for us this me. morning. This was uh, fun. Yeah, it's yeah, a it good is. gig, right? It is, it is. It's a good gig. <laughs> well, folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca or call into the radio station at 905-372-2391 and leave a message for me. Don't forget to join me, Dale Bryant. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. Join me every Thursday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, truly local radio. Until next week, folks. <laughs>